Welcome everybody, SF Live, episode 207. You've noticed we've changed a couple things over the weekend, and I'm quite excited to, to welcome Mars Court, President and CEO of Wallbridge Mining, as our first guest here on the new and improved SF Live, and to quite excited. So leave some feedback in the comment section or just tweet to us and to let us know how our how things are going, how you like the new format, what it looks like, how you like the studio, because we set it up in a ways that we can have in-person conversations. Mars will be joining me via screen, via Skype this morning, but uh, you'll, you'll see we've set him up like he's right next to me so we'll, we, we should that should look pretty good and uh, make sure as I said leave some comments positive negative we want to hear from it just as long as it's constructive of course so make sure to do and uh, one more thing make sure to follow us on YouTube follow us on Twitter don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button of course as well if you like what we're doing and to turn on that bell notification as we do all our interviews live you'll get notified as well now enough of that let me see let me switch over to my guest and you can see mars here on the screen he's sitting right across from me and uh mars <laughs> i even put up a fake microphone for you <laughs> thanks thanks for joining us this morning and uh how are you doing it's been a while how's your summer going well thanks guy thanks for inviting us to so financial uh uh i'm doing well actually this is uh quite the nice weather we've had over the past few weeks in uh, up in canada I'm in the uh, northern Ontario portion of Canada. Fantastic. So weather's been good, I guess, and uh, you've been having a good summer. And uh, Marks, you know, we, we got to cover some basics first before we get started. Uh, you ha we haven't chatted like this tete-a-tete -tete in a while. So let's uh, let, let's catch us up on what's happening at, uh, at Wallbridge. Who are you real quick? Just really in a nutshell, because we've been on the program a couple times, but we haven't done this like direct face-to-face -face in a while. Sure. So, so Warbridge is, uh, is an exploration company, uh, and we've been uh, focusing on our uh, flagship project, uh, Fenelon, up in northern Quebec, along the Sunday Lake Deformation Zone. Sunday Lake Deformation Zone is one of these breaks in the Abitibi, where it has shown to host some several gold systems. Uh, one of them has obviously been operating on the Ontario side of that break, which is the D2 Lake Mine that's owned by Kirk Lake Gold. And since the purchase of Fenelon property and our uh, and our discoveries in late 2019 and in 2020, and the acquisition of Balmoral Resources by us uh, last year, we now control about uh, 97 kilometers of this underexplored belt that has shown to host several large gold systems. One of them happens to be the Fenelon Gold, which is our flagship project. We've been um, exploring on that property over the past three years. And uh, this year, by the end of September, we are going to come out with our initial resource called the Maiden Resource Estimate on that property. But along the, along the uh, way, we've also dedicated some additional drilling on regional exploration on that belt. In fact, uh, we announced that about a week ago that we're starting a 20,000 meter program uh, regionally and we're starting that with Martinier and then Casso properties and as well as other properties that are on that belt. So, so there's a lot of excitement at Walbridge. Obviously, a lot of news flow coming out, including the maiden resource estimate. And then on top of that, we also have our copper nickel PGM assets, which we're trying to get some value for. As as you know, today we're not getting much value for that. Yeah, no, I uh, I get that. I hear that. And uh, you know, market cap has been dwindling a little bit. And uh, I just posted this morning. I just wish it was already Labor Day and the summer was over. Uh, with a massive gold <laughs> sell off yesterday or last night as well. It's just not. Uh, you don't want to go to the office. You feel like that ice bear dragging its face over the ice in the morning. It feels like it real. No, it feels like Monday morning today. So. You're absolutely right. As a matter of fact, we're pretty uh, uh, happy the fact that we did some financings uh, late last year and early this year, and we're now still sitting over $70 million uh, cash in the Treasury. Being able to complete our 170,000-meter program this year 
uh, in terms of drilling and exploration and still underground development and still be left between 30 and 40 million dollars by the end of the year be able to carry ourselves into next year yeah. and uh, you, you mentioned it like you have the nickel pgm assets like let's stay on that before we talk fenelon of course uh what are the plans like what's what's going through your mind like what have you been like evaluating is it going to be a spin out a sale what, what can we look at so so First of all, let me explain the project itself, because Grassette property, which we purchased from Balmoral Resources as part of the acquisition of Balmoral, currently has an updated resource estimate of about close to 5 million tons of 1.6% nickel equivalent. Now, you don't find high-grade nickel deposits like that uh, that easily that are not made, you know, unless they're owned by some major companies. Certainly, we see a lot of value in that. In more, than, more importantly, we also have other assets in the Sudbury camp where we've been exploring prior to the purchase of Fennel on our gold uh, pro, uh, you know, uh, activities. So, so we see that the market has been investing in us mostly because of our gold. Most of our major shareholders, as well as the retail side, really want us to focus on the gold. But in the, at the same time, we want to get some value for those. Of course, we've been reviewing a lot of alternatives as to what the best way of doing that. Obviously, a purchase of that or sale of that to somebody, a major company, wouldn't be a, a good approach for our shareholders because you really can't get the, you know, the residual value later and, and, and you know, the upside in it. So, so we're looking at perhaps a potential spin-out or an RTO or perhaps a joint venture. And those are some of the things we're looking at right now. We've been advanced in that. And I know the market has been expecting us to do that sooner. But obviously, as a result of the fact that we want to make sure we get the best value for it. You know, we have to be patient to make sure we get we get that best value. And that's where we're working on. So uh, Walbridge Nickel is still an option. It's still on the table. So we're looking joint ventures, sale. Like what, what are what's what's the most likely scenario for you? Like, I think we want to make sure that our shareholders also have a say in what, you know, what they want to do with that investment. So, so more, more importantly, perhaps the best way of doing that would be a spin out, whether it's through an RTO or whether we do it ourselves. Either way, you want to make sure, by the way, you give it in the good hand, hands first, because, you know, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that whoever is going to start and, you know, pro, you know, advancing that project is going to create value for our shareholders. We don't want them to sit on it. We don't want a group that's just promoters. We want to make sure that they're going to actually do the work because we see a lot of potential for the Grasset as well and our nickel, nickel assets. We see about 30 kilometers of this ultramafic complex that, that really shows a lot of potential for additional uh, nickel deposits on that on that on that property. So so we you know those are some of the things we're doing. It obviously we are not going to dilute our share, current shareholders today to go and drill on that for nickel. We certainly are making sure that we are focused on the gold part and let someone another group that is going to be focused on nickel carry that out. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense a lot. Like focus where your core expertise is. Well, then that brings us to Fenelon. That's bring that brings us to gold. Uh, you said seventy million dollars in the bank, so we don't have to worry about the drill program being financed. Obviously, um, run us through the headline numbers of the drill program, and then we can talk about some of the results and how they fit with your strategy and how they also equate to their certain resource estimate. So our guidance has been around one hundred seventy thousand meters of drilling this year. We wanted to spend about ten to fifteen percent of that on regional exploration, but let's talk about Fenelon itself, where the majority of the drilling is gone. You know. The gold system that we've identified at Fenelon uh, certainly requires a lot more drilling than just this year. And, and you know, we just uh, announced again last week that we've now all nearly completed the drilling that we needed for the 
initial resource and the maiden resource estimate. But that doesn't mean we're not going to stop. Uh, we're going to stop drilling. That means that we're going to carry on still drilling. But any drilling beyond that cutoff date will certainly be included in the future updates. So, so we think that the maiden resource that we're going to come out at the end of September is going to include the Tabasco, Cayenne, the Area 51, underground portion. And then on, on top of that, we know that the, the near surface stuff continues to show the, its growth. And whatever we can drill un, until the cutoff date, we're going to be able to include that in the maiden resource as part of an open pitable resource. So, so we think that we're going to have a meaningful resource coming out at the end of September. And then on top of that, we're going to be doing the uh, Martinier's, uh, you know, resource as well and update that. Of course, uh, the Martinier would certainly be based on our understanding of the geology and just be an additional whatever, you know, the last historical resource was roughly about 600,000 ounces. You know, the new model, it will be updated. And I'll just add to the uh, inventory of the mineral resources that we have at Fenelon. Uh, and then none of the drilling that we're doing today will be able to be included in that initial uh, resource estimate that we're going to come out with in uh, at the end of September, but certainly the drilling that we're doing now is identifying some of these, you know, higher grade, deeper portions of Martinier that was never really properly followed. Okay, so timeline, perfect. So end of September, that means cutoff date is any day now, because usually it takes about six weeks to incorporate everything. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. So, so we see we see roughly about uh, anywhere between four to six weeks in terms of the assays that we need for the holes that uh, we want to incorporate into the uh, maiden resource, but of course. You know, lately the labs have certainly been uh, delayed in terms of the delivery of the assays. We actually have seen almost doubling the, the, the time that it would take to get the assays. But we certainly have prioritized. We have three labs. So we want to make sure we maximize the MRE by, you know, the maiden resource estimate uh, by, by, by being able to get all of the good information that we need for that from the labs and then you know, some of the lesser priorities will come out whenever they do come out from the labs as their, their timeline. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's play a couple of hypotheticals, okay? We all know conference season is coming up. Beaver Creek uh, Precious Metal Summit is early September. Uh, starts, I think, on the 8th of September. The week after is Denver Gold. And you're saying you're coming out with a resource estimate after all these conferences, right? So you're sitting in these meetings. What are, what are you telling investors? What can they look for? Um, what are you guiding? What are you advising? Give us a bit of an idea what to look for. Because if I look at the project, it's been drilled like a Swiss cheese. So give us some parameters that we can wrap our head around. Well, Kai, I wish it was drilled like Swiss cheese, but we need to drill. I, I see a lot, a lot of yellow lot dots on here. That's what I mean. So, Well, of course, but it's certainly a large area. I look at the Tabasco and Cayenne, for example, 600 meters strike length down to about 1,000 meters. And we actually are roughly about a nominally 50 to 75 meter step out. So we certainly see a good combination of inferred and indicated. We don't know exactly what the percentage of that would be. But in terms of the conferences, I'm glad you brought it out. Uh, obviously, we're very, uh, you know, we have our own internal controls and corporate governance. And we want to make sure that, you know, we have the month of September would be our quiet period, partly because we're in the process of coming out with the maiden resource. So as a result, we are not taking any meetings during the conferences in September, which is the Beaver Creek and Denver Gold. But we certainly are participating at the Beaver Creek virtually. Um, so, so, but, but telling the investors is that we have a large gold system. The underground portion of that is more like, and, and I think it's shown from the results of the, uh, you know, our assay results that we continue to provide every, every few weeks. This is a, you know, large underground bulkable type of a resource at Tabasco. So people talk about high grade. High grade could mean double digit grades when you have narrow veins. 
But high grade could also mean five, six grams a ton when you have 25, 30, 40 to up to 100 meters thick zones. So we see this as a large underground bulk mineable sort of a, a resource that will come out that would potentially support 150 to 200,000 ounces production per year in its, you know, when it, when it gets into production. That's notwithstanding the open pitable portion, which we're still continuing to drill, continue to grow that. We don't know what the size potential of that open pit would be, but we're certainly seeing that with every drill hole, any extensions that we do continues to show that it continues to grow. We have a 1.8 kilometer strike length in this mineralized zone, and new, you know, future updates will continue to add to that open pitable resource. Yeah, we, we drifted away from the trill program for a second, but we'll, we'll come back to it because now I'm really curious and let's see how you can answer it. But like what, what kind of parameters will you be using for, for the resource? Is it going to be $1,800 gold, $1,500 gold, $1,200 gold? Um, what are we looking at? Obviously, a lot of discussions will take place with the qualified persons who are doing that. This, is, this obviously, every resource needs to be done by independent consultants. Therefore, independent consultants have their own uh, methodology in terms of determining what gold price would be. Certainly, you do not necessarily do a resource estimate based on the current metal prices because, obviously, the project's not going to be in production immediately. So, so therefore, there's some guidelines. Typically, what you look at, you look at the consensus forecast for the uh, for the metal prices, and you use those. And today, I don't have that answer, but it's certainly be very close to whatever the you know the recent. Uh, PEAs or recent resource estimates that have been, which have been hovering between fifteen to sixteen hundred dollars US in terms of gold prices. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's let, let's let's move on. We talked enough resource, um, but really interesting because I like to poke the bear, see what comes out, get as much information obviously as possible, so we can wrap our head around it. Um, let's get back to the exploration program. So you said one hundred seventy thousand meters in total. I think of which roughly sixty five thousand meters have been drilled so far. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, about 65,000. Part of the reason that it's sort of if somebody says, well, six months, 65, how, how, you know, doubling it up, you're never going to get to 170. Well, first of all, a lot of the drilling that we were doing were more of a devico drilling or directional drilling, which requires a lot of precision drilling, slower drilling. Uh, you need, you know, you, you basically have a mother hole that's gone to, say, 1,400 meters to test down to 1,000 meters. And then off of that, you do branches in order to do that. That's slower. However, what it allows you to do is allows you to cover a larger area with the same amount of drilling that you would have uh, with less amount of drilling that you would have done we expect the second half of the year to obviously have a higher productivity and higher production of of of, of meterage if you may and the number of drills obviously are going to be also uh, potentially increased because we also have the underground development that we're going to be able to add a few drills underground as well. You know, at the end of the year, like I said, our guidance was about 170,000. I'm not exactly sure where we're going to be, but we certainly are going to be close to that. You know, anywhere between 150 to 170,000 meters will be will be completed this year. And about 20,000 plus meters of that will be on the regional exploration. Uh, and, and on top of that, we're now converting some of the drills to more of a wider space drilling, even around Fenelon. Because remember, all the way from the Sunder Lake deformation zone, about 1.8 kilometers strike length, uh, you know, we had that mineralized system, but we've been concentrating on this central one kilometer zone, if you may, which, you know, 
bringing out the uh, maiden resource estimate. So, so in the second half of the year, we're also going to do this wider space drilling in order to demonstrate the, uh, you know, the extent of the uh, mineralized envelopes. So that way, next year, we'll be able to do closer space drilling like this, we did this year with the MRE for the future updates. Fantastic. And uh, how many of those meters have you released so far? 65,000 meters drilled in total. Uh, you just put out a comprehensive update. Uh, how many meters were contained and what's left in the lab? I don't have the exact number, but we certainly see that we probably have close to about 25,000 meters still to report or more. I don't know the exact number. Obviously, I wish I did before the uh, before this uh, this call. But certainly, certainly, there's still a lot of information that we're you know we're waiting for, and we continue to drill. And uh, you know, we we've already started at Martinier. We're probably on a third or fourth hole that we just uh, we've completed, and then uh, we also started at Casso uh, at Casso property, which is an option uh, that we have for with with Midland. And uh, Kirkland Lake Gold also is the operator of the Detour East. Uh, 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 option agreement that we optioned our property to them and they have a, a drilling plan that uh, is uh, e expected to start sometime in august and and hopefully be finished before the uh, before the fall sounds good um put some more color around the results we got like 3.75 meters over 27 uh, sorry 3.75 grams over 27 meters gold um just put some context around it how does it fit with the overall um quality of the project what does it tell you what have you learned so we see this large, in fact, in our last press release, there's a figure that shows the mineralized envelope of greater than two grams a ton. And that's the figure, first figure of the press release. But within that, we got this higher grade uh, purple area that, that really shows the, you know, the, the good potential for this large underground bulk mining that I was telling you about. You see the grades that are 100, 100 meters of five, five plus grams, you know, 50 meters of four plus grams. And then in between that, you also have these 48 meters of 22 grams. You have, you know, 19 meters of 43 grams. So, so those are some of the higher uh, grade shoots that are within these mineralized envelopes within the shear zone that can make the overall grade. We don't know exactly what it would be, but we certainly see it in the north of, you know, at least in the Tabasco, uh, Cayenne areas, we certainly see it between five and six grams a ton average or better. And, and then on top of that, you got these area 51 zones that either could be potentially mined as a high grade narrow veins, uh, but more important, they can also be looked at from the point of view of a large, large underground bulk mine. And I'm talking sort of a block caving method of some sort, similar to how Agnico is doing at the Gold X or the La Ronde. And be able to make perhaps get these, uh, you know, large three, four hundred thousand ton stokes coming out of there, albeit in lower grade, but certainly adds to the production profile of the Cayenne and Tabasco. So we see, for example, I'll give you a Alamos gold, for example, today is mining the young Davidson in under three grams a ton in these larger stokes. So we see the potential at Tabasco Cayenne underground to be very similar in terms of the mining method and, you know, three, four, five thousand ton a day, but certainly at a higher grade than what 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 they're doing at Young Davidson. So so we see a lot of good potential for this, you know, high production profile uh, out of uh, out of Fenelon Underground for now. And and we continue to expand that, you know, you know, along the way. So so we're hoping that the future updates will even increase the potential of that for even more than what we see in terms of uh, you know durability of the uh, deposit. Okay, well, lots of news flow coming from the projects themselves. A lot of lot of drill news, obviously. Um, you, you you said cutoff is is soon now. Like, so you expecting more drill news any day now? Because because you need the results to put them into your uh, into your resource calculation. Of course, we continue to receive results. As I mentioned before, some of these holes are 
more than 70% into mineralization. So you get these, you know, bits and pieces of a whole, but, but we are always waiting to make sure a complete whole's assay is received before we announce them. So, so as, as we, you know, in the future weeks, in the future months, and for the balance of this year and continuing even next year, we're going to have continuous update on, on the results that we receive from the drilling that we're doing, not only at Fenelon, but also regionally. Okay, perfect. And uh, I just saw that actually, I just realized Tony McCooch is on your board. He's obviously pres uh, president and CEO over at Kirkland Lake Gold. Uh, and that prompted a question in my head, like, what, what's the corporate activity like right now? It feels like summer is super slow, but I'm trying to understand like a bit what's happening behind the scenes. Like, and you don't have to give names or anything. I'm just trying to get more of a general feel. Like how active are the investment banks? How active are, are corporates right now reaching out, talking to you? Um, like, what does that look like right now? Look, most of these major companies are producing anywhere between a million to five million ounces a year. But we haven't really heard from them finding a large deposit that has five million ounces in a year. So certainly they're depleting their ounces without replenishing it as much. Of course, there is some brownfield exploration that really always happens around these mine sites, but nothing compared to what they're actually depleting. So as a result, if they don't look at projects like ours, obviously they're going to miss the boat because... There is a large gold system at Fenelon. There's a large gold system at Martinier. And there's still not, you know, 97 kilometers strike length of this whole underexplored belt that is there. So, so certainly there's a lot of attention in terms of corporate activities, if you may. And, and Kirkland Lake happens to be one of our shareholders. But that, you know, there could be a lot of other mining companies that may already own less than, uh, you know, what, what's reportable, which is 9.9%. No, perfect. And I just wanted to get a feel like what, what's happening out there. Obviously, they're all looking right now. Just wondering if if conversation, I wouldn't say have intensified, but picked up. Have you getting more? Have you been getting more inbounds? And maybe not just you in general. Maybe we can generalize that. Have you seen more? Have you heard more in the industry in general? Oh, I think I think as you, as I just mentioned, there's a lot of corporate activities. We've seen this. We've seen this with some of the Australian companies who've come to Canada and acquired some of the gold companies. There are also a lot of investment investment that's been hap that's happened by the major companies into the into the projects, partly because they needed to get a foothold or they're very interested in the project. So, so those activities there are there, and we're not any different than others. Great, Mars. Fantastic update. Really, really appreciate you joining us, being our little guinea pig. We have a couple of kinks still to work out here in the new studio, as you can see. Uh, we still have to figure out the Skype full screen, working on that. And uh, really appreciate you joining us. It was a great conversation. Thanks for coming on. And uh, can't wait to have you back. Good luck. And uh, looking forward to seeing that resource. Thanks for having me and enjoy the rest of your summer. Yeah, likewise, guy. likewise. Everybody else, thanks for tuning in. This was SF Live episode 207. We were joined by Morris Cord, President and CEO of Wallbridge Mining. And to give us a great update on the trail program, what we can expect from the upcoming mineral resource estimate that they're planning to publish late September. And of course, we got a feel for what's happening in the industry itself. Quite a bit of corporate activity. They're all sniffing around. Nobody's really pulling the triggers just yet on, on anything. But uh, we're curious to see what the fall brings and... Uh, Maybe we'll get out of this gold price rut a little bit. Thanks so much for joining us. Follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, and we'll be back soon. Thanks so much.